All right. <clears throat> so far of the regular episodes, we have, not including the recording that just started, 183 hours, 4 minutes, and 44 seconds of the Battle Science podcast. That is approximately 7.627, repeating sevens, days worth of regular Battle Science podcasts if played back to back to back. So a bit over a week, a week and a day. That's, let's see, point six two. You're looking at maybe seven days, 12, 13-ish hours. For almost four <coughs> years of content. Uh, uh, three years, eight months, and 29 days since the first podcast got put up. A hundred or... 1,368 days since the first Battle Science podcast was posted. We've been doing this too long. <laughs> not, not long enough, actually. <laughs> One of the other shows I listen to is in two months is going to hit uh, 10 years, which is wild. And by the way, 10 years was 2013, not 2003. Right. Just to make you feel old. <laughs> Where was I in 2013? I was working Costco. I graduated high school. Oof. <laughs> Am I making you feel old yet? Buddy, there's a lot of things recently that have made me feel old. Getting out of bed is one of them. <laughs> My coworker was like, stop getting old. Or don't. He said something to the effect of, don't get old. And I said, I'm not planning on it. <laughs> Which is morbid, but, you know. Let's start the show. to the 100th episode of the Battle Science Podcast. I am your host, Stephen, a.k.a. A Boy in the Woods, joined, as always, by Jesse, a.k.a. Rocket Adam and Jay. I should have bought those little, like, party favorite things. I'm glad you didn't. Um, today is... April 4th. April 4th, 2023. For a regularly scheduled, non-awkward, calendar-wise <laughs> episode of the Battle Science Podcast. But we have a special guest today. Uh, we have, you might know him as the trendsetter. But we can we can start calling him that on Twitter now. I'm, I'm coining it now. No one else take it. Hashtag trendsetter. Ha- hashtag trendsetter. Or hash, hashtag play Pokemon trendsetter. It started with Noctowl. It continues with Jub Double. We have Western Washington's own Jmar X three D X Jmar Joe here on the Battle Science podcast with us. Some of you may know him as one of Wing Attack from Self Factions. Answer. I don't know about that. Are you are you the captain? I am the captain and owner of Wing Attack, yes. So if you have complaints with Wing Attack, uh, send them to Jamar. <laughs> he is the captain now. Uh, 
All <laughs> all complaints f- file file all legal proceedings. Of LLC. Wing Wing Attack LLC, a limited liab limited is the keyword, limited liability corporation. If people want to look you up or find you, how would they do that? Um you can find me on Twitter at x3dxjmar159. We have a show to get into, but before I get too far down the rabbit hole and too far off the cliff of caffeine consumption, uh, not sponsored by Mountain Dew, but thanks to Mountain Dew for ca- caffeinating me profusely today. Gamer fuel. Not, well, <laughs> the blue raspberry Ugh. stuff, so, you know. The, the good stuff. like the syrupy bottom of like a slushy? Well, mm, yes. Mountain Dew Voltage. Dew charged with raspberry citrus flavor and ginseng and other natural flavors. The original gamer energy drink. Before energy drinks. And so speaking Fuel, of gamers and awesome people. You madman giving me a... What's it called? Segway. Segway like that. Thank you for the people that go over to patreon.com slash battlescience and back us at the dollar tier or more. You, listener, Charles, talking to you, Charles, this time, listen up. You can go over to patreon.com slash battlescience and back us at the dollar tier or more and get the Battle Science podcast early or access to the Battle Science After Dark podcast, a Patreon-exclusive podcast that we do once a month where we talk about whatever strikes our fancy with whatever language we feel like, Um, while also not being, like, overtly offensive or anything. We don't. We swear, but we're not, like... It's tasteful. It's taste. Yeah, it's tasteful swearing. Sometimes untasteful, you know? Sometimes you got to, like, dip into the... You can't have, like, a super solid meal. Sometimes you got to dip into the candy and just get kind of weird with it. I don't know. I'm getting a weird look by Jesse. I'm sorry. It's not making sense. I'm sorry. Uh, but you can go over to patreon.com slash battle science and bag us at the $5 tier or more and become a triple P Patreon podcast producer like the wonderful, wonderful Evo Stevo, Winston the Champ, Dan P, a.k.a. Sorov, or Jmar. Thank you for... Actually, by the way, Jmar, thank you for backing us at the... Uh, Patreon podcast producer tier on Patreon. Uh, PPP. Triple P. I swear I will make that that GameCube N64. Is it the PlayStation? Is it the N64 logo, but three P's? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, <laughs> it'll happen at some point. It's once on my we list. hire a graphic designer? Well, once, once we hire <laughs> me away from my own job a little bit more. Be like me and take your birthday off for vacation. You could just... Jesse, what you should do is you should kidnap me and then throw me in a computer lab and lock the door behind me. Well, first off, and force me I to can't work kidnap that someone that wants to be kidnapped. <laughs> Second off, I don't have a computer lab. I mean, I have one. So just bring you home and throw you in home. And then tell me, you're not getting anything until you... You don't get to play video games until you work on your homework. 
I think that would be the most successful method of making you do stuff ever. It might. It might. Yeah, probably. But yes, thank you to our awesome Triple P's and everyone else on Patreon that helps support what we do. Did I mention it's the 100th episode? It's the 100th episode. Whoa! The 100th episode of the Battle Science Podcast. We have done this a while. Pokemon Go, PvP content. We have stuff to talk about. Am I missing anything? I feel like I'm missing something. April, podcast producers, we're doing the show. You're here. JMR's here. I think that's it. For intros? Yes. No, wait. I'm not quite there. Where's my button? Giddy up now. This is the news roundup. He's doing a thing. It's the news roundup. All right. So, first bit of news. We're going to breeze through the first couple things until we get into the... We're going to get through the appetizers real quick, and then we're going to get onto the main course. Because I'm sure if you're listening to this on release or shortly after, you're probably wondering, everyone else has talked about it. Why isn't Battle Science talking about it? We'll get there. But let's get through the appetizers first. First, spring into spring with Pokemon adorned with cherry blossoms and more. Trainers, cherry blossoms, flower crowns, and an assortment of eggs? Question mark. It can only mean one thing. It's time to ripe to... S- the time is ripe to spring into spring. With Pokemon decked out in their festive floral best, Rebombies, Pokemon Go debut, and more, put a spring in your step with Pokemon Go. This is directly from the PokemonGoLive.com blog post. The Spring into Spring event starting today, as if we're recording, April 4th at 10 a.m. to Monday, April 10th. So a little under a week, I believe. Six days. Um, Pokemon debuts. We have Cutifly and its evolution, Rebombi. Just fairy? Fairy bug. Fairy bug? Okay. They're bad. I don't, I don't. <laughs> it's a very unique typing, but unfortunately, like we mentioned before the show, their moves are very charge move intensive and don't really have any good bait. High energy requirements. No fairy wind. Yeah. Bummer. I'm sure people will use them in GBL and. It'll have its time. What's, I think. What are all of the catchphrases? Bang. Get beamed. I, <laughs> I, I, there's probably other stuff. Just you know, it, it, they're nuke moves, and not everyone's gonna expect them. So, man, I love Tapu Fini. <laughs> well, yes, but Tapu Fini's actually usable. So, <laughs> and uh, Rabambi is not. Rabambi gets hit by like three Smackdowns and goes, eh. oof. <laughs> it sounds like. Uh, Japanese search kit. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. New costume Pokemon will appear during this event. Pikachu adorned with cherry blossoms. Pikachu adorned with cherry blossoms. Raichu ador- adorned with cherry blossoms. Is that new? Which one? Has that been available? Has Pikachu with cherry blossoms been able to evolve into Raichu with cherry blossoms? So, as of last year, the uh-huh. floral crown Pikachu was able to evolve into Raichu. Okay. These are different than the floral crowns of the past years. These are cherry blossom crowns. 
Neat. So if you want to collect all of the botany Hat focused Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon, yeah. They're not even Essentially, hats. you can now have a full set of the Flower Crown Eevee in its evolutions. Mm-hmm. And now a new Flower Crown set. We slightly changed the color and the positioning. Oh, and by the way, they won't have the community day moves, so they're kind of useless if you want to use them for PvP, and that's gross. I mean, but it's like the same story every year if you didn't get one. I mean, obviously this one's... They're making it so that past years have some of a value instead of just, oh boy, look, it's the same it's a, flower crown as the last two years. Yeah. No, Niantic. We, we changed it this year. Now it's a cherry blossom. What's next year going to be, like roses or something? It's possible. Tulips. Oh, that tulips would be pretty awesome. Do you notice the tulips that are off the end of my road? It's a big old mound of dirt, trees that are like sproutlings, yeah. and then there's just a trio of tulips there. And I was like, nice. Somebody planted those there. Evie adorn. Are tulips invasive? Um, no. Oh. No, because I don't. I think they're just bulbs. You have to plant the bulbs, and I don't think they spread very easily okay so as long as no one puts in uh any invasive species over there don't worry they'll get there they'll make it but yes all of the ev and its evolutions with the flower new flower cherry blossom crown mm-hmm. will keep you busy if you're a collector especially if you're looking for the shiny variants um like you also mentioned no exclusive moves from evolving the Pikachu line or the EV line during this event. Mm-hmm. They are referencing that Cherry Blossom of the Evolutions. They're uh, they're not saying specifically that they won't spawn in the wild, so they might actually all be spawning in the wild. Yeah, I did see an Espeon today, but that was before the event started. Hmm. And the season has seen some pretty decent shakeup in spawns. Yeah, that they're saying it. From the sort of like odd asterisk, asterisk that they're doing here is you can obtain a shiny one of these Pokemon by evolving a shiny Pikachu or shiny Eevee adorned with cherry blossoms. But they're not saying they can't be spawning in the wild, which means this is maybe the first time that Sylveon will be spawning in the wild? I don't know if they'll do Sylveon. It's part of... I don't think I've ever seen a wild Sylveon. Well, because it requires the friendship bonus. Right. And that doesn't surprise me, but it's... M- lumped in with everything else because i had seen a wild leafy on before hmm. oh wild umbreon before i don't know if i've seen an SPM before i might the, have these are these are just referencing that their pokemon debuts not that they're in the wild in the wild is a little lower on the oh, it okay. helps if i scroll what? down on the website <laughs> those event bonuses though with the, with the flowers Event bonuses are two times hatch candy. Lucky eggs activated during the event period will last for one hour and half hatch egg distance when eggs are placed in an incubator during the event period. So six days, half distance. Is that almost worth going somewhere new and popping a lucky egg and just wandering around for stops? Lasting for one hour? Mm, You're not getting bonus XP for it? Meet you are because... The lucky egg. Right, but in other adventure. I mean, it's been a couple of years since we've seen a bonus stop or n- bonus for new stops. It's been a little over two years. Mm-mm. No, because no? the last last year was 
No, even this year, it's not been a full year since we had the when we went to um, the museum, Burke Museum. Was it new stop bonus then? I believe so. That would have been August or September. That sounds about right. Okay. You could search through your photos. You take any photos? Yeah. yeah. Wild Encounters. Pikachu adorned with cherry blossoms. Jigglypuff. Eevee adorned with cherry blossoms. Meryl. Wismer. Not with cherry blossoms. Baneri wearing a flower crown. Bunnelby and Cutie Fly. All of those can be shiny besides Cutie Fly. Some trainers might even encounter, encounter the following. Chansey wearing a flower crown and Togetic wearing a flower crown. Jesse, as you mentioned before the show, the primary thing to look out for here are Togetic wearing a flower crown, especially for candy leading up to Togetic Community Day, as well as you can probably might be able to find a couple of usable IVs during yeah. this less than a week time. Plus, if you just want one that has a flower crown for for Community Day. Yeah. Because that can also have the shiny variant available, too. Yes, shiny av- shiny variant is available, and it should be able to evolve, no problem. And then Meryl for Azumarill. Azumarill never left the meta. It's always been there. Always also go be. for the Diggers Bee if you don't have a good one. That's true. Funnel Bee for the Diggers Bee. As we talked in the last episode, if you didn't listen to that, we talked about Diggers Bee is the, one of the biggest winners if Dig gets a buff. Because it's already really relevant. And then Eevee for your Umbreons if you don't have a Hundo yet. Mm-hmm. Or just a better Great League one. Mm-hmm. Raids, one star. Pikachu adorned with Cherry Blossoms. Jigglypuff, Eevee adorned with Cherry Blossoms. And Cutie Fly. Three star raids, Executor, Alolan Executor. Chansey wearing a Flower Crown. Togetic wearing a Flower Crown. And then five star raids, Lugia. Mega raids, Mega Lopunny. And here's the good stuff. They're being different with it in a good way. Eggs. The following Pokemon can hatch from two kilometer eggs obtained during this event. And when hatched during this event, by the way, or when incubated during this event, they are one kilometer hatch distance. So you have Eevee adorned with cherry blossoms, Pikachu adorned with cherry blossoms, Togepi wearing a flower crown, Azurul, Happiny wearing a flower crown, Munchlax, Ryalu, and Cutie Fly. Um, real quick on that, I can't see it from here because I'm kind of squinting. Mm-hmm. Is Pikachu and Eevee specifically Cherry Blossom and the rest are Flower Crown? Not everything has a Flower Crown, but Pikachu and Eevee have Cherry Blossoms. Togepi has the Flower Crown and okay. Happiny has the Flower Crown. So those ones are the same as last year, but Pikachu and Eevee have the new ones as yes. well as Buneary, I think? No. Buneary no, is it still also has just a regular a Flower, flower crown. crown? Yep. Okay. Yep, so your mascot Pokemon have the new crowns. Okay. Previous stuff has the old crowns. So if you're looking for the shiny Ryalu, like me, uh, I think this is the th- third, third or fourth year time. it's come through. And, of course, it's Easter weekend, so I'm going to be out at the convention walking a lot trying to get a shiny Ryalu. They also, I think this is the first time we've had shiny Munchlax. Yes, it is a baby Pokemon. Shiny Munchlax was released within the last year, I think within the last couple of months even. Months, yeah, like in the fall. Yeah. Um, so it has the eligibility to be shiny. I want to say it's just a lighter blue. Yeah. So 
Uh, other question I have mm-hmm. is the announcement, does it say specifically only 2K eggs will be showing up, or is it still a chance to get a 2K? It doesn't specify that it's exclusively it's 2K. Correct. I picked up a 5K egg on my walk this afternoon. That's what I wanted to know. Okay. Yep. So you have a chance on a chance of getting it at Rylu. Well, a chance of getting the 2K, a chance of the 2K being a Rylu. Yeah. And then a chance of that Ryalu being shiny. Yep. Gross. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. For what it's worth, most of the eggs I picked up today were 2K. Yeah, I imagine the rates are higher. But you know that they're all going to be Eevee and Pichu. Yeah. I just don't want to keep picking up fives and getting starters. They have... That's odd. When did I pick... The fives are oh yeah they have the the Alola. Oh, I let's see. I'm looking at a two K. Yes, so I'm looking at a two K that I picked up earlier today. Your three your hatchable Pokemon are in three tiers. Your one egg, so your most common, are Eevee, Azuril, Munchlax, and Rabombi. Your two egg, so your second your uncommon uh, hatches, are P- Pichu, Togepi. And Happiny, your three eggs, so your rare is Riotlu. So, of course. Does that surprise you? No. <laughs> Nothing surprises me. Nothing surprises you? Well, <laughs> your the egg rarities won't right. surprise me. Field research encounters... Pichu. I imagine those are probably the hatch egg research I have stacked on my screen. Yeah, I'm going to check self right now. I'll pull it up. You can go okay. ahead and read it. Field research task encounters Pikachu adorned with cherry blossoms, Chansey wearing a flower crown, P. Eevee, PV? Eevee. Eevee adorned with cherry blossoms, and Togetic wearing a flower crown. So Hatch one egg, uh-huh. Pikachu or Eevee. Mm-hmm. Two eggs, mm-hmm. Togetic. Mm-hmm. Four eggs, mm-hmm. Chansey. Doesn't surprise me. I should do the hatch four eggs because I'm still looking for the hundo. My life is a mess. <laughs> collection challenge. Complete the spring into spring collection challenge to receive XP, Stardust, and a lucky egg. And a happening hoodie in the avatar item shop. This is an event. Uh, the... Handful of people online have suggested not buying eggs due to ongoing circumstances and community outrage, which again we will get to. But I am somewhat in an agreement. I don't think there's anything in eggs that you absolutely critically need to be buying a ton of incubators for. I mean, for me, I just took advantage of the fact that I had a bunch of incubators stacked up from our last event and I had 10, 12 case because of all the rockets yes i think i've hatched three of them already today so jeez no at least two so that's beneficial but yeah so week of that uh like we mentioned stock up on the chancy xls get yourself some good potential pvp ivs if you can um outside of that don't go too hard on eggs unless you're someone that really wants to not wait half a year for Ryolu Community Day. Mm-hmm. 
Or for Mega Lucario? Probably Mega Lucario. Lucario doesn't get a standard evolution. So it doesn't even fit the... The three-tier motif? Yeah, the Magmar and Electabuzz Community Day format. So I just... I don't know if it gets a Community Day. It might get a Spotlight. Definitely gets a Raid Hour. Unless they want to do it like the Primals. If they do it, though. A raid day of some sort. Make it very exclusive, because why wouldn't they? Give it its special... It has actually a couple of signature moves. It's got Bone Rush. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Shadow Bone. I guess that's not so exclusive now that Marowak has it, but... True. Um, vacuum Wave is another one. Aura Sphere was one of its original... Signature moves, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... It was the second poster child for a while. Yes. I think it's still very popular. Yeah. Considering Ash gets it on his... Final journey. Final journey. Yeah, I was almost about to say the thing that's kind of sort of spoilers, but I think enough people have seen the show and heard about it. It's been out for a while long. I actually finished it. Okay, cool. Nice. The last episode kind of... No spoilers, but kind of left me like, oh... The last, last episode or the... The last, last episode. Okay, did... Japanese then? Yeah. Okay, because the English dub's not out for a They're while. not up there yet. They're going through the league. Or the tournament. Champion of Champions tournament. Yeah. But it just kind of left me like, oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard. I hadn't watched it, but I've heard some. Like, oh, all right, well. That's it. Yep. Do you think he's coming back? They have to at some point for fan shipping or fan service. Fan shipping. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I get it, but I'm still going to laugh. Do you think he ages up or do you think he's the same age? Mentally or physically? Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. I think mentally he'll be the same age. <laughs> Dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> they just give him a few extra chin hairs. That would interesting but they can't though because he's immortally 11 i'd love to see him as a kakui like professor oh he will be that would be amazing it's exactly i think that's kind of what kakui was for the anime for the sun and moon anime Uh he was more or less ash's older brother or uncle nice Breeze through this one here too reggie alecki arrives in elite a i almost said elite Elite eggs. Elite eggs. That's a not a. By the way, fifteen kilometers. Walk it and get a Reggie. No, that's not. That's not the case. Don't give them ideas. (sighs) It's too late. I've already spoken it into existence. Trainers, ready for an electrifying change? Test your team against Reggie in Elite Raids. Elite Raid. Reggie will hatch the following times, all on Sunday, April 9th. By the way, that's Easter, 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. You know what the worst part about that is? What? Every one of those time slots, except maybe two, Mm -hmm. people of a religious belief are doing something. Yep. They literally couldn't have done it at any other time. Saturday. Oh, no. I don't know. I I can't 
fathom what the thought process is. I mean, thankfully, is. you'll be in Seattle. There are three gyms on that convention center. The convention center is expanded, so I'm sure there's more than that now. Yeah. Uh, both halls are actually being used by SakuraCon, so. <gasps> you know what that means? What? You can nominate new stops in the new hall. I could if I wasn't already going to be busy with literally anything else. How much are tickets? It's like 70 bucks. Uh, I don't want to pay 70 bucks just to go make stops. It might be accessible to the public when an event isn't happening, so. Oh, that's true. We could maybe make a field trip down there at some point. Okay. Yeah, we got packs too. You've got packs too. Oh. Timed research, similar to Reggie Drago. Exclusive timed research will be available to trainers who complete an elite raid. It'll probably be to make a friend because that's what they did before. Uh, timed res- this timed research can only be received once. Complete the research tasks to earn Reggie Rock candy, Reggie Ice candy, and Reggie Steel candy. What are elite raids? They're hard. And they're around for 30 minutes, and then they come back <laughs> at the other times. Um, Is Reggie Lucky worth making your family upset with you? I don't know. Quick moves, Thunder Shock and Lock On. Uh, charge moves, Hyper Beam, Thunder, and Zap Cannon. No. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's uh is it even a good electric raider no 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 sweet <laughs> yeah my question for you uh jmr would be would you consider this stronger harder or easier than uh Zerkatry raids it should i think they'll make it slightly harder just because it's a elite raid yeah, but theoretically it should be easy. I mean, the hope is it has lock-on because it'll attack every other attack. It won't be like, you know, the <laughs> NAIC where it's beep, 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 beep. <laughs> right. And then thankfully two of its charge moves are fairly easy to dodge while the other one is just so fast. You you just take it. Ground is your optimal counter here. The GameInfo.io, Pokemon.GameInfo.io lists uh, the two forms of Landris, Mamoswine, Excadrill, Groudon, Excadrill, no, oh, Excadrill with Earthquake, and then Excadrill with Drill Run, Garchomp, Rhyperior Garchomp, and Landris Incarnate. I think Garchomp would be the most optimal because that's double resistance. Yes, that is true. Attack power, it's recommending Landorus Therian. Right. But as far as survivability, Garchomp might be the... Garchomp, Mudshot, Earthquake. Yeah. And not Mudshot, Earth Power. But yes, this is a thing. It'll come back at some point. It, it's... Uh, I think if you can do one just for the decks, do it. Yeah. But outside of that, or getting it from someone that did have the time and availability to do it as a special trade. Mm-hmm. It's it's inevitable. There's no FOMO with this. It'll come back. There shouldn't be any FOMO. Just remember, you Maybe only get... Go ahead. You plan your kid's uh, egg hunt at a local park that has an EX region <laughs> at 11 a.m. It so happens to correlate with the raids. I think that was Niantic's belief originally, not changing it from Sunday, was... Oh, you'll be with other people. You'll be with family. You'll be out in parks. It's Easter. You'll be out playing with your kids. Opportunity to socialize with people. But then again, you got to remember, 
Niantic, it's a holiday. <laughs> Why? The weather could be bad. Who knows? Um, yeah, don't go out of your way for it. If it yeah. happens, it happens. I would have to say, based on what I've seen from... I mean, we were fortunate with Drago to be in Vancouver and have full lobbies instantly. Mm -hmm. But I even had locals without me, and I had told them in advance, hey, someone needs to step up and you know, organize if you guys are going to do it. And they all managed to get it done. I would say five to six is probably the good soft number, even with people running level 20 stuff. If you die, you just jump back in and hit it again. Yep. It shouldn't be too bad, but yeah, five sounds about right. I think the thing that excites me about it is that not the thing that excites me about it is its future release, because I'd love to see an event based on the two DLCs, like one event based on each of the DLCs for Sword and Shield. So I'd love to see an Isle of Armor. Was it Isle of Armor? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isle of Armor event with PvP challenges or rocket challenges or whatever to evolve Cub Chew. Cub Foo. Cub Foo. That's right. Cub Chew is a different it's the ice one. bear. It's not nose. <laughs> Reggie's. The Reggie's being yeah. hidden, which would be that interesting. Thing. Yeah. I like where you're going with this. I'd love to see the Galarian birds spawn in the wild, maybe have high flea rates, but kind of like they do with, with the events. Like what I they mean, did if with... anything, we see a Gal uh, Galar event where all these things come into play. Because mm -hmm. okay. we also still have uh, Calrex to go through, and it's two pony forms. We'll probably be in elite raids first. Yeah. I forget because there's there's two different horses, right? There's Calrex, is Calrex the rider. Is the, yes, is the, the little rabbit gremlin. thingy. <laughs> and then I want to say nightmare because it looks like nightmare. <laughs> I don't know what their names are. They're the two ice horse and ghost horse. Yeah, I never got very far. I got far enough to hit the raids, and that was it for that okay. DLC. So I never got. But I do feel it. like uh, Cubfu and its two evolu its split evolutions based on path. There's such cool things that you can do with it. Yeah, my mind is because I when you get Ursafu, it's either a water fighting or a dark fighting, mm -hmm. and you have to do like battle tower esque challenges in the mm -hmm. main series games. If you haven't played it, which of the two, I would say try Isle of Armor. Although yeah, because Crown point, Tundra was more of just everyone loved the raid crawls. Yeah, I think at this point, if you're going to play Sword and Shield and then play Isle of Armor, just go play Scarlet and Violet because it's <laughs> the open world. But I don't know. But yeah, Ursa Kubfu has some really fun potential. I think if anything, it'll boil down to probably like a path, choose a path type thing. That. The Isle of Armor DLC, if you tried to bring it over and get fun with it in Pokemon Go, you could really have fun with it. Yeah. Do I trust that Niantic can hit that? <laughs> they've done no. not no. <laughs> they've done no, pretty. They've done some back. pretty cool things with the events, especially the in-person events. Some of the the Reggie codes in the Vegas event, I was hearing, 
some pretty cool things where it was oh. there were the rocks or whatever hidden around mm-hmm. with the different eye yeah. patterns with the codes right. underneath or whatever. Another but. thing that I didn't know because we didn't go to Vegas, mm-hmm. if you caught any of the legendaries during that GoFest, mm-hmm. they have the cityscape on behind their background. Mm-hmm. I had a local show me that, and I was like, what? So they had a Groudon and a Kyogre that had, I guess they call it the postcard background. Mm-hmm. So where you're typing on the – you have the Groudon and its car, CP card, and then in the background it alternated between the ground-type background and an image of Las Vegas of the park. That's pretty cool. All right. I'm going to click a button or two here so that we – Get that split. Get that split between the main news roundup and the big meaty portion. Updates to Pokemon Go's remote raids. So I'm going to read. Mm, do you want me to read verbatim this blog post? Do you want to read verbatim and break down each section or do you want to just go over our personal thoughts? I'm going to be really quick about it. I'm going to break it all down and then we're going to attack it okay trainers we want to give you a heads up about changes coming to pokemon go's remote raid passes these changes are designed to rebalance the game and ensure it's enjoyed by trainers for years to come the changes will go into effect april 6th 2023 at 11 a.m pdt gmt minus seven so pricing adjustment you can buy three remote raid passes for 525 poke coins Single remote raid pass will increase to 195. I think it's what 150 right now. Uh, I can check. A premium bottle pass three pack will be added to the shop for a price of 250 Poco coins. It's 100 right now. It's 100 now, so it goes up to 195. Roughly every Poco, every 100 Poco coins is a dollar. Roughly, U.S. dollar, by the way. Remote. Raid participation limits. Trainers will be able to participate in a maximum of five remote raids per day. This maximum may change and increase for special events. I'm basically reading it verbatim. It's actually pretty light here. Remote raid passes. Remote raid passes will be included in the pool of potential rewards for research breakthroughs. Remote raid passes earned via research breakthroughs will still be subject to existing inventory limit of three remote raid passes per trainer. If a trainer earns a remote raid pass from a research breakthrough while all while at the three remote raid pass limit, they will receive a premium battle pass instead. Purchases of remote raid pass three packs will allow you to hold up to five remote raid passes if you purchase it with two remote raid passes already in your inventory. Complex math. Pokemon Go is an item management game. <laughs> Confirmed. Resource management. I didn't quote that. The Pokemon ca- or super effective referenced it it's super effective the pokemon cast whatever they're right though that's it we're we're playing a storage management game candy xl trainers who participate in five star raids in person will earn more candy xl than before those are the main bullet points tiny last little bit paragraphs here since their introduction in 2020 remote raid passes have come to dominate the experience of playing pokemon go in a way we never intended Rewarding trainers with additional XL candy and adding other new features are two of the ways we hope to further incentivize playing Pokemon Go in person with your friends, family, and community. We plan to keep remote raid passes as part of Pokemon Go 
However, we believe this change is necessary for the long-term health of the game, and we do not make it lightly. We feel this is a necessary step towards our goal of preserving and improving the unique experience of playing Pokemon Go, a game we hope you continue to enjoy long into the future. Do you mind if I start us off? Go for it. So there's two bits here in the article that I want to point out off the top. The sentence, the second sentence in this article, these changes are designed to rebalance the game and ensure it's enjoyed by trainers for years to come. It's a very interesting statement. Somewhat presumptuous, I guess. Ensure it's enjoyed by traders for years to come. You can change the game and it will be enjoyed by trainers years to come. I don't know. They 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 are not giving up on the game for the years to come. They are, they will <laughs> continue to develop it. I, I don't know. It seems like a very odd statement to make here. Rather than just bullet pointing out what they're talking about. I mean, I took that as what their plan has been all along. Drip feed content. The second bit here, and it's the the bottom here, bottom two paragraphs. Remote raid passes have come to dominate the experience of playing Pokemon Go in a way we never intended, which shouldn't be a bad thing. Rewarding trainers with additional XL candy and adding other new features are two of the ways we hope to further incentivize playing Pokemon Go in person with your friends, family, and community. There's no reason you can't remote raid with your community. You don't have to be right next to each other. By the way, the COVID pandemic is still around. COVID's not gone. It's no less. It doesn't affect the communities any less than before. It just so happens that the vaccines are more effective at preventing strong symptoms and long-term effects. Those still those long-term effects, fatalities can still happen. Same thing as day one. Second sentence of this last paragraph. However, we believe this change is necessary for the long-term health of the game, and we do not make it lightly. We feel this is a necessary step towards our goal of preserving and improving the unique experience of playing Pokemon Go, a game we hope you continue to enjoy long into the future. They believe that the change is necessary for the long-term health of the game, and they do not make it lightly. They... As trainer tips and several other community leaders, people that have been in the pool of content creators and community leaders that have spoken to Niantic as part of their partner program, they have talked to Niantic. They have given numerous suggestions on how this can be handled separately, how, could this, how this could be handled in a different way. Niantic took none of that feedback, apparently, so has been said by other people. I mean, they could take the feedback, but in, in acting they, upon it. 
they haven't taken any of that feedback and decided to continue with the route that they have been saying all along. Okay. So. That being said, I don't, on a daily, weekly, and potentially even on average monthly basis, I do not interact with remote rate passes. So my comments, criticisms can be taken with a grain of salt. Because at the end of the day, this doesn't really affect my way that I experience the game. I experience the game by catching Pokemon that are out in the wild and walking a lot and just aiming for the 50 kilometers a week goal. So... Who wants to go next? Who who has strong opinions? Jamar, would you like to give your opinion? I think I'm in the minority of this. Now, I don't fully agree with the execution, but I do agree with their, what they mean when they say um, that it changed the game in a way they never intended. Um, so I add them in the Kirkland Discord, right? And... Pre-COVID, I'd say we had probably one of the healthiest communities in the greater Seattle area. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but you know, I think we had a really good blend of casual and hardcore players that were really nice to each other and were able to help each other out whenever raid bosses came around. And you know, we had a good group, a good core group of folks who did their daily raids and try to reel people in and get them into our server. Um, and our server has 1,500 people, and our town is a pretty decently sized town. Um, when we went to into COVID and pre, you know, we went to mostly remote raiding type things, a lot of those hardcore players went to more exclusive raid groups, private servers that like to be more hardcore and were doing group raids around the clock, right? They could do raid hours in Australia and Europe and all over the place, right? So they were able to grind even more, right? And I think the disparity between what used to be hardcore in person versus casual became even larger as their access to not that anyone couldn't go join these servers right but it became kind of exclusive for some of these servers um but if you wanted to you could grind way more remote wise than in the past right like you could just do it from home or during a break at work or whatever it may be so i do think it changed the way the game played and it impacted my community in a way that i think kind of fragments in my community and kind of slow down the interactions. Um, so I, I hope I was hoping that they would incentivize in-person raids in a different way. I didn't think they would desensitize remote raids so harshly. Um, so I agree with the tenet of we should go try to incentivize people back, but I don't think this is quite the correct way of doing it. Um, just because it doesn't further incentivize me as a regular player to actually go back in person, right? Like I'm not getting much out of it 
for the extra effort to try to coordinate folks in person. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'll just make me wait less. Um, you know, it, it's easy for me to do my daily, ask for five people to help me out, send five invites and do my daily. In per- I, don't, I don't do many remote raids anymore, um, but I do go out of my way to do my daily when I'm walking my dogs, right? But mm-hmm. I'm going to have to wait for people to show up or whatever because I'm going to have less people wanting to do remotes because of how expensive it is. Um, so it'll definitely change my day-to-day. I probably won't do as many dailies. Um, but I'd rather them have gone with, we're giving you extra XP, we're giving you extra dust, we're giving you extra rare candy XL, mm-hmm. um, whatever more incentives you can do for in-person raids um, than what they've chosen to do. So I understand where they're coming from. I'm just surprised at how not well thought out this is, in my opinion. And and actually, so you bring up the good point of organizing your community to do raids together. That brings up the... the, the association there of with the remote raids the community hasn't been together and hasn't done i i very fondly remember doing raid trains on like raid days when a new you know, kyogre came out and we would have four to six cars driving through town cuz our gyms aren't near enough we'd have at least two full lobbies going for 45 minutes that community and that communication that that habit hasn't happened since covid started so we're looking at three years two and a half three years since that's that's last happened the benefits of additional xl candy in person raids are great for singular people but i wonder if some sort of bonus of Hey, the if you're doing an in-person raid with people on your friends list, you get additional rewards for. Yeah, like if... a plus one interaction or a more lucky chance or mm-hmm. anything, right? Yeah, I, honestly, they could have designed it in any other way to incentivize those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I also have those fond memories. I think, like, the bird raid days, we had, like, 80 people, you know? Like, that's a huge group of folks mm-hmm. and you think about I, I can't imagine what how many people showed up to like ex rates you know as poorly designed as those were we still got a lot of folks <laughs> yeah but like elite raids are in the same vein but i see much lower participation than free covid right so I, I think they needed to design more incentives into in-person raids than just you get some extra at Candy XL of the boss that you're catching. Mm-hmm. And, I, um, and I wonder, looking, if you do a direct comparison of the EX raids to Elite raids currently, if your participation might be up with Elite raids, but I think your community engagement, I think, is down. I think your your communities aren't... They don't have to coordinate as far as getting together and join the the ex raid feature of okay i have an ex raid pass and a plus one pass but not everyone else does so who needs it so you're you know communicating back and forth who can make it 
versus elite raids it's a numbers game of okay how many what's the minimum we need i'll just go there and get a few of my personal friends and we'll just do it ourselves yeah or i'll go to a busy spot and hopefully there will be enough people or, or something that's like that. the one that i always and kind of what i wanted to segue into is i understand niantic wants you to get out and play with other random people but not everybody has the ability to do that and there are many fa- facets that come from that criteria it's one thing to be able to socially interact with people that you've never met whereas it's not always safe like i'll just be the first to say it it's going somewhere with your phone with a group of people that you potentially don't know it's never easy to just be like hey i see you play hey there fellow human i see you play a pokemon phone tap game Mm -hmm. can i join it's not that natural right no it's it never is it's someone always has if it's not someone that you know or have rated or played with before it's always that awkward hey can i hang out with you mm-hmm. and i personally going some like if i were to go to monroe not knowing any of the people there i'm not going to go out of my way to ask to in, self-insert myself into another group if mm-hmm. that makes sense I'll just kind of hide in the shadow and sit up against the wall. And if they go in the lobby, I'll jump in. And I think that's unfortunately what a bunch of casual players that don't are, that aren't part of these groups are, is they see, I mean, back when the game first came, when raids first came out, it would always be uh, etiquette to just once the raid hatched, go in and do it. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't get in, try and find people and all this mishmash of things. And that really hasn't changed. It's, if you're not part of a group, if you're not part of a chat, if you're not part of a community, you just go to a raid egg when it hatches and hope there's enough people or that you get in at the right time. But as someone that has been someone that organizes these meetups and these events, not everyone can make it right at hatch. So we wait another five mm-hmm. minutes or wait, you know, the half hour because there's always that one person that never shows up on time. And I'm five minutes away, 20 minutes yeah, later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But that becomes harder for people that are sitting across the street looking at you like, are you guys going to go in? And right. it's it's there's the problem isn't the people don't want to be together and play the game. It's the interaction. It's so and this brings in an interesting and and frisk at you, Jasmine. Hey, how's it going? And you bring up a good point with the the st- the step backs on the remote raid passes are most certainly ableist. And there's a conversation to be had on that topic in particular, but I do want to bring in the, it feels like with the last three years we've had the communities that we've built, the communication channels, the engagement that we've had in discord servers and Facebook chats and however else people have organized it feels like that's broken down and with the push of these changes and the niantic's upheaval and fervor with in-person gatherings we have to rebuild the communities Mm -hmm. we have to rebuild these in-person communities and i think that's a great spot if it worked better or more people were using it campfire yeah i think campfire is just a little too late to the game if if 
No, I think it. I it's there's something missing there, and it, maybe it's just because I don't use it, <laughs> and I don't know all of its features, and it's not integrated enough where I. I'll put it this way: it's not beginner user friendly. Mm-hmm. If you're someone like some of the elders in our local group, it's a little difficult to understand. But if you've used Discord, it's pretty fluid. Mm-hmm. I think I think Campfire is a big could be a very useful tool to rebuilding these communities, but it is a matter of getting there and having people that want to be a leader. Yeah, it's the leadership, but also I think the it's not well integrated into the app, right? Like as soon as you have to like. I mean, I already have Discord, so why would I want to download a second app to mm-hmm. coordinate stuff, right? So there's a lot of folks that don't even want to do Discord, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, trust me, I know our locals campfire. So <laughs> our locals know, won't they, use anything other than Facebook Messenger, and I've tried so many times. Oh, I I fought that battle for years, and it finally <laughs> I finally cut that cord. But that's <laughs> that's uh. That's something that, I mean, every community is different, right? But uh, I think that the lack of integration into the app, if it was like way more integrated into the app and that you could do more chatting or, or coordinating through Pokemon Go with a campfire background of some sort, then I think it would be a little bit better. But I don't think they're robust enough to implement that. So they had to separate it out to its own you're standalone trying to do, app, right? You're trying to do PVP and chat notifications start popping up in game. Right, totally. <laughs> I um, I think like the just the just the flare, like popping a flare on a raid and letting people know, hey, we're gonna go in in at this time. Even if yeah. just that was put into Pokemon Go natively, that would be huge. I mean, it kind of is. You get that little orange bar in the bottom right corner. They could use it the same way they do for if your friend directly invites you. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, you could put it there, sure. Like, I don't really care how they implement it. But I think having, you know, that notification that says, oh, there's people around me (laughs) in person. Just put, like, a little Tinder icon in the bottom right. (laughs) I mean, whatever they got to do. Yeah, it's a match. They're doing the raid, too. (laughs) I I don't care. I don't care how they do it. But I think just implementing that one feature... Like not even have a group chat, but just seeing okay, someone else is within, within the vicinity. Within the distance, yeah. yeah. Like don't pop, don't populate the remote raids. You have to be around it within. It has to be on your map for you to be able Would to you see say a within flyer. Two minutes of walking. Like you know how it has to be on the map. See, it has uh, to be on your map. Like the AR stops that are powered up. You know how they they like mm-hmm. are physically different. If there was a way to like power up a gym when you're there or close by that you you know physically can see that the gym is being interacted with that's that's all it needs there's your incentive yeah. for playing locally right yeah to if you're if you're out and about and you see i personally i don't touch three stars i don't touch five stars i can't solo right. those but if i see a three star or a five star that i'm somewhat interested in doing and i see hey someone else is interested in doing this and they're local i'll hit the button i'll say i'm interested too and then maybe we hop in immediately. Maybe they set a time and saying, hey, in five minutes, I'm going to do it. And I can be like, all right, cool. I can wait five minutes and I can do it too. You know, there's other games that do that already. I want to be a tank, so I queue up as a tank. Who would have guessed? It's a, it's a feature that <laughs> maybe works well. I want to play DPS, has a 20-minute queue. 
Wow. <laughs> I mean, but in that case, like, it doesn't matter what role you're playing because right. there aren't multiple roles in raids. Not raids, yet. Raids are tapping simulators. <laughs> but I want to be the one that holds the tap the longest. I don't care. The game doesn't care. <laughs> but no, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add to your opinion, Jamar? Um, I know before the show, I think Steven asked about the, like, what does this do to, like, Master League Specialists in terms of factions? Yes. Um, and, you know, like, Master League Specialists are, are a very special kind of player, right? They are. <laughs> the, the amount of resources that they need to be able to competitively stay on top of a very expensive meta is... Um, it's a lot. Uh, I don't think it impacts existing Master League Specialists because whales are going to whale, right? Like, they're going <laughs> to find a way somehow, some way. Um, I don't think you'll see many new Master League Specialists, if that makes any sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, it'll be harder for people to want to enter into that sphere, right? So it'll probably cause a shortage of players of like, oh, so-and-so needs to take a cycle off. It's going to be harder to backfill with newer players. Like, you need to find someone who has the existing resources to fill that slot. Um, so, I think we have no idea what the number is on that in-person XL number, mm-hmm. but like, it would have to be like 10 XLs per raid for it to be anywhere near something that people actually will go out of their way to try and grind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that would go from, what is it now, like 70 raids to get all 296 down to like, if you could go go down to like 30 raids, you know, I think yeah. you can do 30 raids in well, person one yeah, a day over, a two week, each over a two-week period if you're doing your two-a-day or so. Right? Well, like, yeah, so, so then you have to factor in say master league you're doing it for a legendary pokemon those rotate once a week and you're only able to do six seven with a free pass which means you have to be paying money for premium passes to do those in person and the other big big thing is the iv control right like Mm -hmm. if you don't get a if you don't get a hundo are you even gonna work is it even worth investing in it right so like you know you could luck out and get it in that week, but you have to do 300 grades to be like, I feel comfortable in getting a good 98 or a hundred. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's just a large number. Mm-hmm. That... And with master league, that is maxed out. If you don't have the hundo, there's a chance your opponent and you clash and you both have the same. Mm-hmm. And if they have the hundo and you have the 15, 15, 14, they're still going to win CMP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, you know, match-specific implications if you don't have, depending on if you're running something a little lackluster. Or if you don't, you need to be running something per meta. Although, correct me, Master League Specialists is just open Master League, correct? Are there there are bands? So, Sylph has actually done a really good job of making Master League a little bit more accessible. Mm-hmm. They've This past season, they've implemented um, certain Megas to be allowed. And those Mega Pokemon are you know, pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you have a Mega Gengar, you don't need a level 50 Giratina, right? Mm, it's, that's true. Um, so, you know, and Gengar has had 
community days where you probably have a ton of XLs and you probably have, it's been around for a long time. So if you have a good IV Gengar that you had from years ago, you can mega it mm-hmm. and all that. Um, but uh, Silt has done, they've also implemented like point systems. Like you get eight points and there's tiers, you know, Mewtwo's four points and Dialga's four points and, you know, you have Dragonite at two points, things like that, right? Where you kind of have a point tier system that you have to build your team around. So kind of like um, what they did with Cliffhanger back in the day? Yeah, Ghost, exactly. Ghost and so did. I think, you know, I think Silful, they're well aware of the restrictions and limitations of people with access to level 50 Pokemon, etc. Mm-hmm. That they've done really creative ways of keeping the meta, one, refreshing, because they change the point tiers every now and then, so you don't see the same cores every cycle. Mm-hmm. And two, adding in and restricting uh, certain cores by tearing them out um so i expect them to probably when match league first came out they, they limited you to two legendaries on a team so i can expect them to do something like you know something similar um if they feel like accessibility is an issue but you know soap is a lot more you know player friendly than like gbl right like you're mm-hmm. not going to get that kind of niantic making it friendly to go play level 50 gbl um, match league right it's you know if you want to be competitive factions is definitely the better way to go be competitive uh-huh. in match league than gbl is because if you don't have a level 50 dialga and Tatian, what are you doing right mm-hmm. yeah the <laughs> um, there was a unofficially official comment by niantic referencing the additional xl candy for in-person rewards is a way for them to make Master League more friendly to more people. So they're doubling down on it not being Master League Classic, on it being just straight Master League with a level cap of 50. But the XL candy, especially for Legendaries, is going to be more XL candy rewards for the Pokemon from in-person raids, though we have no details as far as values. Um, They're just not not really like, budging on if you're if you're really min maxing right you have a mega three level mega three pokemon that boosts your drops and you get this in person like if you can like i said if you can get 10 to 12 xls per raid that's huge mm-hmm. but not, not everyone is that min max again i don't think it really is going to impact that many people to be able to actually feel the team of master league mm-hmm. in my opinion um, it just, it just isn't like. But I, I understand where Niantic is coming from in that they, it's been over two years since level fifty came around, right? It, for me as a casual player, I finally it's taken two years. I finally have some level fifty legendaries, right? But that, that's two years. That's a long time. And I had a decent resource bank before level fifty was introduced, right? I had more rare candy. I had plenty of Stardust because I've been playing since day one. But I can't imagine a new player showing up and being like, yeah, this is something I want to do because it's that, that level of that barrier to, of entry to actually is just... If you, if you saw someone start up the game today, they wouldn't be able to play a level 50 Master League very, at a high ELO range, mm-hmm. right? That's just... I mean, arguably, you wouldn't be able to play any meta true. with a high yeah. ELO yeah, I mean, I've seen some new players, you know, able to play greatly pretty well, but it's like, yeah, you're right. Lickitung, 
it's very expensive. Metachance is very expensive. If you go looking at the little cup right now that's on there, people are running level 50 bronzers in little cup. Like, that's pretty insane that people put that kind of resources into these metas. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting that they that specific example of little cup they bring it around people say hey this is pretty bad and not accessible to be running a hundo maxed out bronzor like maybe this should get changed and then they bring out a version of little cup where bronzor is banned for two seasons at least a at least a season if not two and then they are like yeah you know what it's been enough time let's bring it back and it's like why yeah the most common thing i saw in little cup the few games i played was just bronze or and wine at level 50 everywhere oh god wine out oh i didn't consider wine out that is it's gross yeah that's because that's a near hundo level 50 wine out yep Yep. what's its moveset counter Uh uh-huh and i think mirror coat wow so it because Shadow Wobbuffet wasn't niche enough, <laughs> let's make its its child form. Its stronger. child form also really niche, but also really powerful. Goodness gracious! Because <laughs> if you didn't want to, if you could never find that purified Wobbuffet, why not max out a Y nut? Yep. And that still has have a back. second charge. It's just counter America. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. I do want to. Yeah. I do kind of want to double back to the the ableist the 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 first get you please um <laughs> doubling back to the 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 comment that this change is definitely ableist the I've said it before and I don't know if I've said it no one's no one's coming after me which so i guess i said give it, some heat <laughs> i guess I, I guess i said it reasonably before um let them cook i don't but pokemon go is inherently ableist i guess as yeah. a as a fitness tracker slash video game slash item management simulator it's inherently ableist it's never been friendly to folks with disabilities and i think remote ray passes were like the the forbidden fruit of hey this is really good like this is this is like really good for like the health of the game for everybody but i think Mm -hmm. niantic is they're not singling out people this isn't necessarily this isn't necessarily malicious. I think, well, it's ignorantly malicious. I don't think it's, yeah. I don't no think it's behind it, right? It's not intentional. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not evil malicious. This isn't like a Disney villain coming after them. <laughs> right. This is, this is, Unintentional this missile. is, this is Sonic the Hedgehog running at the speed of sound. By the way, because you're running at like Mach 2 or 3, your sonic booms are destroying property wherever you go. He's not evil. It just so happens that what he does is causing damage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and I mean, this game has had its issues with all sorts of things, right? With with accessibility from players that are outside of major cities to players who physically can't get out and be out and about as much, right? Like, the, the game historically has been never been that friendly to everyone. Mm-hmm. The... Not saying that it's a good thing that they're doing this because clearly it's further taking accessibility away from certain folks who are playing it in a way that they were used to playing it for years. Mm-hmm. The it's a very interesting point, and I recently have brought them uh, brought the I I I can't ever tell if it's the Pokemon Cast P K M N Cast. It's super effective, I believe, is the title of the podcast itself. I brought them up. I started listening to them recently. They brought up a really interesting point that's not confirmed, but it's a potential, it's a hypothetical that Niantic and Pokemon Go's role within the collection of Pokemon video games, Pokemon Go is meant to be played outside, out and about, and is not meant to be played at home. When you are at home, you are meant to be playing the main series game or Unite or another Pokemon <laughs> experience. It is it is it is it is Pokemon Go is the way to while you are out and about keep you connected to the Pokemon universe. The Pokemon franchise. The Pokemon franchise. And again, this is purely speculative, but it's pretty genius. And it's it's not again, it's not something that I I you know, I, I did not come up with this. They brought this up. Um, if you want to go listen, it's the most recent episode of theirs. <laughs> what? Jasmine's gone. Well, no, no, no. Well, that's... You can play Pokemon Go while driving. That's the thing. You can play Pokemon Go while driving. We're... You can go do in-person raids while driving. You can go drive up to an in-person raid and do the raid. There's nothing <laughs> against that. You could be that person. You can hey, be that person. if you guys started your raid... Yeah, park your car. Come join us. No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'll play from here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's. Someone. Yep. There's, there is, very little they can do to to try and prevent people from in their cars playing Pokemon Go. There is, there is, so little. Um, but in the long in the long term, it's it's it's. This game, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I, there, I don't think ignorantly malicious is just how it feels like. And I don't think they're not going to change someone somewhere, either within Niantic or the Pokemon Company or Nintendo or somewhere along this line has said and it's probably just Niantic because their overall pier, their overall pillars of development for this app is be outside communicate with other people make a community mm-hmm. and and explore I mean I hate to make this analogy and correct me at any point if I'm wrong but I don't think, like you've mentioned, Niantic didn't have the intent of not allowing certain people to play. If you're someone with a disability, 
do you go to Disneyland assuming you can ride all the rides? If you have, if you're, that brings up the great example of if you are prone to epilepsy, do you go ride Space Mountain? Where there are, it is a dark ride with lights whirring past you. And I, I don't, I want things, I am not against accessibility. I want people to be able to experience everything that they can. I do too. It's, it is, it is, it's a tough place to be in. It's a tough spot that I don't want. It feels like they want to, they they are inadvertently gatekeeping, and that is probably just what they're going it's to do. interesting way to put it. They are, I mean, it's, it's similar phrasing to unintentionally being malicious yes yeah. they they just i are think going gatekeeping to is the more less offensive their 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 game is going to gatekeep certain people because that is how the game fitness tracker i mean the the intent of the, the design the item management of it both bag and pokemon inventory etc can be played by all at any point in time unfortunately because it is one of the worst parts of the game arguably is the management of it mm-hmm. but the going out and exploring and the catching of pokemon and the doings of raids and hatchings of eggs are inherently gate kept by going outside and having points of interest and experiences outside so so to kind of wrap up this portion i think my opinion on it is is putting limit to five remote raid passes per day outside of events like mentioned is that hard i think they could maybe have incentives there to unlock the ability to do more they could cap certain resources or do something else at five but allow people to do more i think the cost increase of going up by about a hundred percent of what the regular raid passes are i disagree with that is maybe too much. Yeah. I think they could have gone up by maybe 50%. They could I think have, 50% would have been fair. They could have gone up by 50%. They could increase the in-person raid rewards and the five remote, remote pass, the five remote raids per day requirement is maybe a little too restrictive to begin with. I mean, but that also is your, as JMR has mentioned, your whales are going to keep doing raids regardless. Let and they're them. the ones that I think are most affected by this, especially like uh, we have discussed people that are in Master League. Mm-hmm. They need these resources, so they need to do more. And, I, and if they're going to spend the money, let them. That's the, the kind of the confusing thing of Niantic is. Can literally foregoing profits. It's and it's it's a such a confu- confusing decision to see this to to watch money them. Money on the table. <laughs> yeah, like lots of money on the table. We don't know what the numbers are. They can look at their cost benefit analysis and their their number of people that are actually using remote raid passes to such sure an exorbitant amount. The average player does not do more than five remote raid passes. I'm sure that the, that is. I'm the in that player. same boat. However. 
the top 1% of raiders, I'm sure, outspend the average player, right? So why wouldn't you just let them go crazy? <laughs> yeah. And the other part of this for, for myself personally is all during COVID, prior and post, raid night, I was in person for all of the raids. There might have been one or two where I didn't make it out. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I know there's a community that wants part of the community that wants to go back to in person. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. I love being yeah. out and seeing everybody. And we had a meetup the last week, I think, or no, two weeks ago. We had a pre gold lore uh, for a half hour before raid hour and then went straight from the gold lures to walk around town and do a couple of ho-oh raids. I think the biggest thing is, eh, not necessarily the biggest thing, but I know it is an, it is a factor is because of the accessibility to have remote raid passes, no one has shown up in person. Because why would I go downtown for five minutes when I could just stay at home and spend the same price I would if I were to go in person? Yeah. I think the price increase, if it was only 50%, might incentivize people to go back to being in person. But the accessibility in which remote raids gave people the option to just couch raid is, I think that is where you see the split in the community. Why should I have to go out when I can just sit at home for the same price? Yeah, like I said, a lot of fo- a lot of the hardcore raiders in my community went to hardcore servers, and they don't even raid in my server anymore, in our local yeah. server, right? And I know they still raid, and I know they still play a lot. Um, and so when they want to, if they want to continue that level of grind, whether it be XP or XL candies or searching for hundos, they're going to have to go back in person and ask for help and ask for coordination, um, which I think is good for, for my own you know, community's sake. I think getting those people back out and seeing their faces and seeing them interact with our old friends, that's good. Um, I do recognize that they've made really good friends in their online communities, and I do hope that they're able to maintain those relationships online and in their own services as well, right? Um, I don't think, you know, it isn't a mutually exclusive thing. You can have online communities of an online game, right, worldwide, and also have its in-person benefits. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be one or the other. I think that's really where Niantic missed the mark here. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. I think for me personally, I'm honestly burnt out. I've been doing raid hosting for our local communities for six years now. I want to see the community come back together, but I also don't want to have to carry it on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to go out every Wednesday and go, okay, I'm going to these raids. Who's coming with me? And then try to organize that. The caravan of cars we used to have for like the bird raid days was just... I didn't get the chance to play the game. It was me passing my phone to Steven and then using my other phone to coordinate everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kirkland was special in that we had very dedicated routes and we did a lot of that pre-planned and knew our routes. And if you lost track, you knew where to find the train, mm-hmm. you know, get back on at this station, at this park. Yeah. That's where we're going. Um, find us. We're not stopping. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of work. It, you know, it was a lot of work. And um, at this point in my life, I'm not sure that I'm willing to put in any more effort. It's kind of one of those things I hope 
got a lot of these um, folks self um, self uh, organized, right, mm-hmm. and and start to get some of your things and you know back in track, you know, get those raid hours at certain spots in town coordinated by you know one or two individuals that isn't me um, right <laughs> yeah and i wonder if with the like route tracker system mechanics that they've talked about those kinds yeah. of integrations with better integrations again with campfire that there's ways to use campfire as that tool to help the route planner the route planner for raid hours mm-hmm. the 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 only downside know, with tools. that is you also have to assume that every gym in that route gets the raid on time and that's again that's another issue with like they're why haven't they figured out a way to make sure that every gym gets the egg at six <laughs> i can't tell you, you how know? many times proto man has complained to me why on this event is not every gym getting this thing She's yeah. like, I don't know, man. I don't make the game. <laughs> you would think that something that they advertise as, you know, raid hour that you would actually get the whole hour. It... I've seen, you've seen Juanita. We have 20 gyms in sight. And sometimes it's like, oh, we only got seven today. Oops. That's, <laughs> that must be nice. So, that's, well, it must be nice, but it's so <laughs> ridiculous. And that shouldn't be hard. It like, this shouldn't... shouldn't be that hard, why? Yep. I mean, it's... for here, us in town, the direct downtown of North Bend, I think we have, let's see, within, if you're in the center of downtown at the QFC, you can see 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 gyms. And during radar, the number that I see consistently have on 6 o'clock are maybe 8. If we're lucky, 3. Yeah, it's. I mean, it shouldn't be hard, but it's 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 again. If they're incentivizing people to be out and about, they need to do better with that incentive, right? I don't know why it's so hard for them to give people free stuff. We're rewarding you trainers with these things, and if you click the other new features in that blog, it just shoots you over to the I'm talking about Elite Raids and Campfire. It's like in the Community (laughs) Ambassador Program, but like. That isn't rewarding me. That's making me do more work. Yeah. Like, I'm not gaining more XP. I'm not getting more Stardust. Like, Like, what are they afraid of giving people? Are they afraid of giving out too many free items? Yeah, I don't understand what they could possibly be scared of. They're they're afraid of giving you things without you walking around. Without earning them? Basically. Yeah. I'm afraid of you speedrunning the game, which you can't really speedrun this game. Mm-mm. Pokemon well, Go speedrun challenge incoming. <laughs> you can any percent speedrun level one through forty, and yeah. then level forty-one through fifty. It's a nightmare, but yeah. but people have done it. So yeah, the the the. The, the difficult thing that I, I always have to ground myself with is the thought that some of the mechanics, especially like the daily incense, took one person. I don't remember what specifically. It wasn't the daily incense, but there was a more recent mechanic that took one person an entire year oh, to program. Uh, Kecleon. No, that wasn't. It wasn't Kecleon? Uh-uh. 
wasn't Kecleon. But there was a particular thing that took a very long time to do. And the nightmare that I have to remind myself of, if that's the dev time for a mechanic like that, say a mechanic like the Daily Incense, and it takes one person to do that, imagine all of the people that have previously worked on the game that have amassed bits and pieces of code to get things to work, the raid hours. Oh, was it Zerua? Potentially. Okay. The 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 back end of this game of this app is probably a nightmare. Oh, I've and heard any this. of these. It's and, a dumpster fire coding. Any of you know the bug fixes of the consistencies, the raid hours all spawning at the same time and overriding the amount of dev time it would take for someone to parse through the code and understand what's going on, let alone to fix it so that. All raid eggs for five stars hatched at six o'clock would take a bunch of time and would shift dev time away from new features to bug fixes that would be quality of life for a period of time when currently we complain profusely, but we deal with it anyway. Yeah. And I think that was something that when we met with some people that do stuff for the game had said that it's a lot easier for them as developers to sweep under the rug something that's broken and then smooth it over and work on something else. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if we don't get, like, some of the really odd stuff with raids, like people trying to solo raids and it's just a nightmare of like health regening and all of this stuff. It wouldn't surprise me if at some point they're just going to say, Hey, we've redone raids. Here's a new way of doing raids. Interesting point on that. And I don't want to stray too much further. Cause I don't know how much longer we want to keep going on this topic, but I had a friend that's an incredible casual at this game say that they wished this was more like the main series games. And you had turn base. Now it was like in my head, I was like, I can understand where they're coming from, but that's a completely overhaul of the system at that point. And then it's just another main series game. Yeah. It's like, if you want that, go home, play Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Any final points before we move forward? I'm good. None here. Okay. Well, I think that was very solid as far as a discussion. We were not overtly hateful. If you are going to be hateful, listeners, I'm talking to you directly. If you're going to be hateful, if you're going to write death threats, stop. Oh, I don't think about it don't. and don't. And then maybe go see a therapist because, like, whether you think you need it or not, you probably need it. I'm sorry, therapists. I'm about to just boost your business by a lot. Pokemon Go players, go see therapy. Seek I mean, therapy. I've seen the worst of the worst of video game communities or just gaming communities oh, in general. People in general, man. Pokemon Go is pretty bad but it is nowhere near as bad as League. Oh, I don't want to make this a... Comparison? uh, Yeah, a throwing contest as far as what communities are the worst. But I would just say... Be better. Most most people are like, I don't need therapy. Uh, No, you you do. You do. You need therapy. (laughs) I need therapy. 
if you're getting to the point I mean, where you have to threaten someone because you're upset with their product, you need to probably bitch. stop using their product. It's a product. Go find something else. If you're this angry about a game, find a new game. It's a game at the end of the day. Stop playing Pokemon Go and start playing Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> <laughs> Sit at home and play Scarlet and Violet and do the raids. Also, get good at the raids. Stop being the rando that's running with legendaries all the time. It's bad. <laughs> I feel very called out. Let me let me just <laughs> let me just put the Pokemon Go soapbox away and pull out the Scarlet and Violet but soapbox. But Steven, I want to use my box art in my raids. I'm going to annihilate you with words. <laughs> um <laughs> No, no it's it's a joke spolic. No. All right, so we will pivot once more to I think what our is going to be our final topic here for episode 100 is going to be the play pokemon circuit and a new announcement for i believe it's just north america currently yes we'll skim through it march 29th 2023 via pokemon.com under their play pokemon news section for play pokemon play pokemon in store competitions are returning Pokemon TCG and Pokemon Go players can hone their skills and earn championship points beginning in April 2023, followed by the followed by the return of VG local competitions in May. VG video game. Players can soon once again battle for prizes, glory, and championship points at exciting in-store play Pokemon events in the 2023 championship series season. By the way, as a small aside, I never quite know how to pronounce play Pokemon because it is play exclamation point Pokemon. So should I say play Pokemon or just play Pokemon? Play Pokemon. Yeah, it's weird. You gotta say play Pokemon. Yeah. Do you, do you have to exclaim it? I don't know. For exclamation point there. Yes. For Pokemon TCG players, League Cups and League Challenges are returning soon. League Challenges are the first rung of true competitive play with small championship points payouts to get players started on their road to the 2023 World Championships in Yokohama, Japan. For players looking to test themselves even further, League Cups offer higher championship point awards to top finishers. I'm going to skip the VGC. I just talked about TCG where that doesn't matter in this podcast. I'm sorry. Pokemon Go players in the North America rating zone can soon complete compete in exciting local competitions too. Pokemon Go challenges bring together competitors of all skill levels to battle for the chance to earn championship points. In this first season, players who earn the most championship points at Pokemon Go challenges will be eligible to earn travel stipends to the North America International Championships happening this summer in Columbus, Ohio. For details, see the Pokemon Go challenges page. Players can look forward to the evolution of championship points in the Pokemon Go Championship Series in the 2024 season as we work to expand to other rating zones. The play Pokemon format for locals is equivalent to quote-unquote locals if you are familiar with other competitive formats. The Pokemon Go format for locals within play Pokemon is... I already have it open here. Lol. Is going to run very similarly competitive-wise to the formats within regional tournaments. So it's going to be Great Leagues. 1,500. 
Show six, pick three. Show six, pick three. Bands are going to be the similar per duration because they've adjusted some of the bands and eligibility of Pokemon moving forward. I think at this point, some of the shadow Pokemon are eligible. It'll be the next one. The next, so not Fort Wayne, but whatever's happening. And I think it is Fort Wayne. So Fort, Fort Wayne, Wayne this was, last weekend. Right. So now the this shadow coming eligible. weekend, shadows will be available. Which it's, there isn't anything going on this weekend. The next one isn't until May. Portland, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Here, locally yeah. for us, yes. Portland, I think, will be the next major North American tournament regional wise which is, is the when beginning of they May. will allow things like shadow regice shadow hoen starters and drift blim and don fan alolan grimer yeah and grimer and muck the let's see pokemon go challenge tournaments are competitive events held regularly at game stores that host play pokemon events it's a great way to understand the fundamentals of battling in pokemon go as well as the ideal place to test your skills in battle against other Pokemon Go players. In the 2023 season, Pokemon Go challenges are available only to players in the North America rating zone. These events will be available for organizers to run from April 14th to June 18th. It is shortened just because we are already a quite a way into the Play Pokemon season currently. Players must bring their own devices to compete. Phones will not be provided by the tournament organizer for use. In order to participate, players must have a Pokemon Trainer Club account, be in good standing in the Play Pokemon program, and comply with any local regulations for in-store events. Registration for these events are handled by the local tournament organizers of a Play Pokemon store, and an entry fee may be charged at their discretion. Some events may have special promotions. Blah, 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 blah. Check in with your local Play Pokemon retailer for availability and distribution. Please check the event locator for details about each event, including information regarding registration. Pokemon Go 2023 Pokemon Go Challenge events. Pokemon Go Challenge events will typically be held once per month at select Pokemon League locations. These events consist of only Swiss rounds in the same tournament format as TCG League Challenges. Let's see. That is about it as far as relevant details. There's championship points, distributions, etc. further down. And it's top eight players in North America with the most CP will be eligible for that travel segment. That's the big point. That is... That's a lot, first of all. Yeah. So this is kind of, sort of, play Pokemon's take on... Silfarina's not meta format, but core format of monthly tournaments. Monthly meetups for tournaments. Monthly meetups for tournaments. It's Swiss. It's locals. Locals and Swiss is a good combination because that means you'll be more or less playing everyone that shows up and you'll be able to start learning names and faces. It's a good way to socially interact. I used to be part of the scene for Smash Brothers locals. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was a great way to get to be friends with people or enemies, depending on how you play with them. <laughs> but it was more or less if you were like for us, we're in King County. If this is true to us for starting here in uh, the Seattle, greater Seattle area, we will more li- than likely see the same people going to the same three tournaments a month. If not 
repeating. And I think that'll mostly come down to how many, even with Swiss, if only two people show up, that's only one round. <laughs> yes. So the thing that they reference here, and it's something we've seen at the regional tournaments, is that the three different age divisions that Play Pokemon operates under does not apply to Pokemon Go. They just don't have enough competitors to have the three age divisions. But if it gets to the point, then they might. In the next couple of years, if, if competitive Pokemon Go continues to grow, then they will apply it. But as of this season, it does not appear that they are going to do that. That was one of the big talking points that I heard between early Sylph and early play Pokemon, like really early Sylph of like, why are they not communicating and why is this not part of play Pokemon was because Sylph said, we're not going to do age divisions and play Pokemon is like, you have to do age divisions. It's interesting that they've then come to terms with the fact that <laughs> there just aren't the competitive numbers to have the age divisions. Yeah. The we've never done a whole lot of the competitive local tournaments here in our area. Jamar in Kirkland, Juanita, that you, in your section, do you see? Do you ever see Sylph coming back at in person, or do you see and or do you see play Pokemon taking off either in its stead or at all in your area? Pokemon taking over in its stead. Um, I don't see Sylph in person coming back. It would have to be someone other than me. I got burnt out hosting events. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't blame you in the slightest. The yeah. the ROI is negative. It's yeah, it's non-existent for Sylph, yeah. and it's not gonna. Oh, what, you don't want to meet up at Starbucks anymore and play Pokemon? Well, I mean, he's he doesn't get any... There's no financial benefit. There's no way I can transfer Stardust to him for as a thank you for putting together a tournament. Uh, it's all charity. Yeah. The, and I don't know... We'll have to wait and see if we get any of the Play Pokemon events here locally either because I don't know if there's going to be return on investment to the people that organize it here either. Yeah. Now, there might be the 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 buy-in there might be a, a well yeah because they don't say anything on that they they do reference that there can be a even so like in the play pokemon structure like professors get professor points right they get rewards for hosting and judging right i'm, I'm assuming um and players can at least play it towards hopefully getting that travel stipend or at least be incentivized to get a travel stipend to NAIC. Like, that's something, right? Like, even if it's small, at least I would be more inclined to go do a play Pokemon tournament than a Sylph tournament, at, you know, locally. Friskichu does make the comment their brother was a TCG Pokemon professor and that they never got paid. The professor oh, yeah. program is purely volunteer, to my knowledge, but I'm wondering if there's yeah, any other incentive, be it. They have, like, discounts. And, like, I think if you do, like, a certain amount of events, you get points, and you can cash out your points for a plushie or whatever. Not like you're getting paid, right? But, like, 
at least they can try and thank you somehow, somewhere. In a in a capitalist society, if you get something for free, it's <laughs> you know, yeah, it's 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 something versus sylphs nothing. So yeah, right. Do you think that the play Pokemon tournament would bring interest to people that wouldn't normally play? Do you think? I think seeing the views on Twitch and seeing chatter on other local discords, interest in attending the event at Portland, for example, I think there would be interest in smaller areas to go to these types of events, right? So that they could see themselves on a Twitch stream at NAIC or at another regional, right? To prove that they're this good. Or, or whatever it may be, to mm-hmm. feel like they can go play at a higher stage. Um, I mean, if I, people are just wanting to get on stream, we should ask if we could just stream the events. <laughs> right. Right. I, I think there's interest out there um, in the play format because, one, it's Great League. You don't have to learn it outside. It's, you know, GBL has Great League. Mm-hmm. You know, so meta restrictions are always a little bit quirky, right? I guess to the average player. I, we're finally seeing Niantic make different metas in their in their cups for their own keeping their game yeah. somewhat you, fresh. You, you see that for GBL, but you we have yet to see that for play Pokemon, so mm-hmm. we can take that kind of with a grain of salt. Right. But I mean, I, mean, I think it's I smart think, on. Go I think ahead. there's interest in the game. I think, and there's untapped interest in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion. Um, hmm. Yeah, I could see I could see the play Pokemon. At least there was a decent PvP scene in the Seattle area, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, Sylph had decent, decent. Uh, you know, West Seattle had decently sized tournaments. Um, Kirkland had decent sized tournaments. Cap Hill had decent sized tournaments. Um, there was a good scene in the area. It's just. It's Sylph's individual format just doesn't have the incentive, in my opinion, to keep grinding it. Um, you know, you change your color on your Sylph card. That's about it. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, you know, I hit Elite and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care to grind more um, because I don't need it. But if I'm going to get paid or be able to go travel or anything like that i think that's worth my while at least and i like playing the game why not get some sort of reward for playing the game mm-hmm. even but if it's, it's the small friends you meet along the way <laughs> well you can do that anywhere anyway <laughs> so so to kind of put a, a a cap in this as far as like the in the final statement or 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 to to bring this to a morbid point do you think this is the the play Pokemon locals, the beginning of this, is this the pale horse upon which death rides uh, so that it may finally claim the self arena as a dead format and we will move on to play Pokemon? I think the self arena should hang on to the factions format as their differentiator to the play Pokemon format. If they're going to spend the volunteer efforts and all that dev time and all that into their formats factions is 
the most I think what they should focus on the most mm-hmm. um, and let play Pokemon be the individual um, format of choice mm-hmm. because self individual, I, I think they're, they've been struggling for a couple seasons now. And I think um, factions has the, the growth potential because it is so different from any other competitive format that Pokemon go PVP has. And I think the, the, I think the interesting thing, is that the Sylph Factions has a... Sylph Factions takes the individual competition that is available in Go, the main series games, and TCG, and brings it a twist of something like you, what Unite does. Is it because it has that team-based, It the, the Factions format brings with it the that 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 difference the that ability to be right. fluid in what you the, what and how you play it's a team ba- it's a, the team based format right. because it allows yeah. for a team based format that we don't see nearly anything in a VGC format well, or in a TCG format as far as like ongoing leagues i don't think any of that exists for either i don't think there's i don't think anyone's put forth that effort there so I, mean, I think if Smogon has a thing, but that's not here or there. If if Silph Arena focuses on factions, then I think there's something really interesting to be had there as far as that being their sole focus and their sole the sole thing they market and bring people into. I think it'd be very cool. Yeah, and it's one of the few places where you can compete in non-Greek League, right? There's mm-hmm. an Ultra League Specialist, there's a Magic League Specialist, right? There's yeah. And they have the unique field metas as well, so like, there's there's unique things with the team aspect that is even more, in my opinion, the, the best part of, of the format, that you get to theorycraft and scrim with friends and you don't have to worry about losing to the best player in the area because you're playing with them. They're on your team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Rivalet showed up to to your tournament last month, right? And it's like, I don't want to face Rivalet. <laughs> I'm glad he's on my team. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to face him. The fact that I think I faced him round two, two or whatever, was ridiculous. I didn't win a single. I won one match. I didn't win win a single round in that tournament, and it kept me on table one two rounds in a row. I'm so confused, but. <laughs> I think the the only other thing I would love to see is if there's factions and you can have a team jersey is if you could wear that team jersey up on stream at play Pokemon regional events so you could rep I your mean teams. they already are Sh- yeah. shut Stadium up has the, theirs, right but well you but you can't wear those oh yeah they, they were on stream cover it, right they were on stream once and they can't be on stream anymore yeah. so and the one time they were on stream it was a mistake yeah yeah that was an oversight by the people there. And don't you go telling me that the red, blue, and yellow t-shirts that they're able to wear is team representation. I mean, there was a few at Vancouver I could have pointed out. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 7-Eleven jerseys of some of there the squads. There was one from, of them. Yeah. Were they able to wear those on? No. I thought they were. Did well, none of them ended up on. I think they were, but I think that's because Seven Eleven is sponsored it's with sponsored with Niantic with Niantic and 
and Pokemon and Pokemon. Yeah. So I think those are allowed, but like the ghost stadium ones aren't the What about the ones bird powers on? They're like family no. made ones. No. They have to wear a t shirt over top of it. I mean the, the dude uh, the, the Northeast Battlers have their jerseys too, mm-hmm. NEB. The the dude with the off brand but Pokemon pattern tights had to put a jacket over oh. his legs. Yeah. <laughs> which was oh, it was hilarious. Those were those tights were that's a good. choice. <laughs> a choice. That was a look, and I I was jealous of that look. I mean, we could all pull that look off to varying <laughs> degrees of success, but <laughs> oh my! It's it's a matter of not caring what everyone else thinks. Anyway, in person <laughs> tournaments have a place in competitive PvP because they're that much more fun. So I do yeah. think play Pokemon is has a has a decent future so long as Niantic. <laughs> so long the, as Niantic keeps the boat afloat. That's the yeah. really complicated thing of it it being play Pokemon being its own thing and Niantic being its own thing and and they need to they don't need to work together. They Niantic, just don't need to be right, shooting play each Pokemon, other. Go left. They just need to <laughs> stop shooting themselves in each foot and you know yep. look forward that and uh shake up the tree of the meta a little bit i mean the people or is it our responsibility to try and find the spice i think in See, part it is our our job to find the spice i think it, that was my commitment right i did not i did not want to run knock tower lantern at vancouver this year because i didn't want i just didn't want to play it so I, I am still so working he... on finding the Cresselia for Portland, so be prepared. Oh, he's going to run stall. <laughs> There's, again, you, and the, the meta changes week to week or regional to regional because of what the champion ran at the last regional, right? But there's still that core use of Trevenant, Noctile, Lantern, RPS that nobody wants to really fully look at. But, you know, there's ways around it, and if if not... You just got to play it. It's not fun. I and I think that's the the thing that I think a lot of we're putting it off to the side because it's less fun. But I think the matter of we really don't need a mid-season shakeup in the meta because this game isn't particularly balanced mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. I think we need to be more focused on okay it sucks now but it will change for next season and it might just be a matter of we will only ever see meta shakeups every 6 to 12 months and we kind of just need to write it out we need to write it out and we need to come to terms with the fact that that's probably how it's going to be now that there's a play pokemon circuit that is what is it, six to eight months out of the year? I mean, look at VGC. They don't get a shakeup as often as we do. The mm-hmm. only small shakeups they've gotten currently have been Scarlet and Violet's release, so the swap from Sword and Shield to Scarlet and Violet, the inclusion of, shoot, the four... So first it was uh, Paradoxes were banned. That's right. So paradox uh, Paradoxes were banned, then Paradoxes were allowed, and then the Ruins, the Ruin Four items. Four Treasures of Ruin. 
four treasures of ruin and now theoretically at some point we'll get the box legendaries yeah and then whatever we get with the we potentially could get anything that's within the six star raids or seven star raids sevens yeah the mightiest Theor- mark ones. theoretically there is a chance that we'll see those included and there's also the chance and then whatever we get for dlc open because uh, the uh legends arceus pokemon are in the game data that's true so so they'll see tweaks but they're not huge shakeups. They're also not move shakeups. Until they allow home. True, which I don't know <laughs> if they I don't know if they will. No, they won't open that floodgate cuz mm. that won't stop. <laughs> no, they'll probably only do things that are eligible within the DLC. Game itself. Yeah. Yeah, the game itself and DLC, which is I mean what we get with Go with new releases like Rabombi, it just it's too bad. Unfortunately, it doesn't do anything. Rabombi doesn't do anything. Uh, any community Poke day, the stick. do something. <laughs> do, do something. <laughs> the community day moves are shakeups. Unfortunately, they're just not as impressive as say the last couple have not been something great. Right, but it's 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 too bad. It's not as big as saying adding the treasures of ruin in Scarlet and Violet, but they are still adjustments to the meta overall right. as we move forward. So. Will we see somebody run a Galarian Slowbro in Portland? Probably not, but no. you, you could maybe get away with it. So, I mean, with Shadow A9 being on the rise, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Because Galarian Slowbro or Slow King would both resist and be super effective against A9. Mm-hmm. But then you got to worry about all the things that beat that. Mm-hmm. It would beat A9 and it beats Ninetales. Cause surf baby, true. So it's just hope you don't get beamed. Are people running solar beam on nine tails for play Pokemon circuit? <laughs> slow pro start showing up, they might. I mean, yeah, but you could also just Psy run Psy Shock. Yeah. Overheat. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that's the show. I think that's the show. Jesse's giving me the thumbs up. Jamar, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you want to shout out before we wrap this um, up? Make sure to follow me on Twitter or Wing Attack on Twitter, Wing Attack PvP. Um, we are at the top tier of North American factions and play some of the best teams in North America and we have some of the best players in North America so if you don't know us find us and learn about us and follow us on Twitter and learn about how we do uh, we used to do the YouTube thing uh, we're trying to get more PvP content out there as well but it's hard we gotta listen to that awesome intro <laughs> that's right <laughs> um, but yeah and all my teammates are awesome and we have a really cool group of folks and we also started up a second team Sky Attack is out in open tier so um they are on uh, sky attack pvp on twitter if you want to follow them as well so similar to say sports leagues you guys have a pro league minor and then league you team. have uh, you have a minor league you have the triple a <laughs> where you can put, yeah, we, put prospects we, the academy team yeah we kind of we help them week to week we can't coach them in their mm-hmm. actual battles per soap rules, but mm-hmm. you know, we can help them with uh, theory crafting before teams are revealed and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a cool way to help teach some 
folks that aren't ready to compete at the highest tier but are interested in competing so mm-hmm. so you, you guys it also can... helps us because teaching is a great way of learning as well right yeah and you guys can like scrim and everything right exactly okay mm-hmm. i wish i knew more and had more involvement in factions and i wish i wish they would focus on factions more because it's just such a darn cool format i just feel like it doesn't get the attention that it maybe deserves i agree i think it deserves more and i think self should do a little bit that focus and like you said (sighs) the impending doom of individual self is probably um a good way for them to pivot to factions. Do we all get kicked out if we start a play still factions, play still factions chant at uh, Vancouver? Yeah, you need to you say um, grassroots. Yeah. That's right. Do we, do we, would they kick us all out if we all did it? Why are you shaking your head? I don't know if that's a yes or a no. <laughs> Usually if you shake your head, that's a no. <laughs> Jesse, help. <laughs> I'm getting kicked out of Portland. Jesse, help. Help. You're a spectator. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what, what are they going to do? Kick me out? I'll just I'll just go into the, the, the Twitch and start <laughs> spamming oh, it. They are pretty brutal on there from what I hear. They yeah, will ban me. Are insane. But anyways, well, we'll see you guys at, um, at Portland then. And hopefully, uh, maybe I'll bring something that's not double but something that's more interesting or a little bit different we'll see i still ooh. have to think about it Ooh, i can't wait don't I forget we got your pizza party that's right we'll so have to get figure pizza. that out yep yep i'm i jmr if it's okay with you i would like to open it up to anyone that would like to come i will have to i'm not buying for everyone no you're buying for jmr <laughs> just get everyone else there and everyone else can buy for themselves <laughs> sure let's do it um, I will then find what location of Sizzle Pie makes the most sense, and I will reach out to them ahead of time to see if I need to to book an event do a space. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. So, I'll take them. Woo! Cool. Thanks for having me, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this episode one hundred, baby. Episode one hundred of the Battle Science Podcast. If you want to follow Battle Science, you can follow us at Battle underscore Science on Twitter. Follow us on the YouTubes, youtube.com slash C slash battle science. That is C-A-B-C, letter C slash uh, slash battle science. Back us over at patreon.com slash battle science for the podcast early or the battle science after dark podcast. We might have something spicy coming up for April. We'll figure that out. We'll uh, we'll start cooking that. Um, podcast services around the globe for the battle science podcast thank you everybody for tuning in and in the meantime we will see you out there on the battlefield